Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. Good to have you with us. What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Friday the 13th, babe. Friday the 13th. That's right. Uh, March 13th, 2020. Uh, and coronavirus taking over all the damn news this week. And affecting us in the rock world big time, as we talk about this week, multiple festivals and major tours canceled due to the coronavirus fears. Glastonbury, on the other hand, reveals their 2020 lineup uh, in June. It's supposed to take place, and we'll go talk about that. They say it's still going to go on right now. Uh, Danzig announces an Elvis tribute tour, Dahlia. <laughs> I could see that. He's got an album coming out where he's doing some rare cuts from Elvis, and uh, he's doing a tour behind it, so we'll talk about that. Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains reveals more details on his new solo album, plus this uh, week in Music History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and more. This month's prize closet, the shows are still going on in Fresno on May 15th for Circle Jerk's 40th anniversary tour with Adolescence and Negative Approach. If you guys want to go, enter our drawing by texting the word podcast to 68683. And good luck. Check it out, strummersclub.com. Are we sure that that show's still going it's on? It's still going on. I actually talked with Eddie at Strummers in Fresno, and he hasn't canceled anything for us at the Bear yet. So we're good. This week's uh, Rock Alternative College album's out on the Billboard charts. Got some new stuff coming out from Circle Waves, Code Orange, DOA, Dead Lips, Fortet, Group Love, Hillary Woods, Peter Bjorn and John, Niall, Ho- Niall Horan, uh, Porridge Radio, The Boomtown Rats, The Districts, The Garden, Vundabar, uh, Yumi Zuma. They all have new albums out today, so check that out. Tour news, kicking off our episode today, uh, Coachella was the, one of the major ones that were uh, postponed along with um, Stagecoach Festival as there was multiple cases confirmed in uh, Indio in the Coachella Valley. And so uh, this is a huge deal. And here's the thing with uh, Coachella and with Stagecoach. They are not issuing refunds at the moment. They you, they say you could put in a request for one, but they what they're planning on doing is rescheduling it for the weekends of October 9th and October 16th. It'd probably be cooler weather at that time anyway. I would think it would. I know maybe it's probably going to be better maybe for they'll change the, it. And in, in now they'll always do it. Well, in the very first Coachella, or back in 1999, it was in October. Right. Yeah. And. So who knows? There's no word yet on whether the lineup's going to remain intact. If they're going to be able to keep all those people, I think that would be pretty tough to do. They're probably going to have to re- release a revised lineup. And Here's the deal, though. They don't have insurance for uh, for this. So what the deal is... How is, much money do you think is involved? Do you yeah, think it's in the billions? That's why they're trying to reschedule it. Because, I well, no, I think it's in the hundreds, hundreds of, of millions. Hundreds of millions around there. Um, I would guess that. Because here's the deal. They they don't have insurance that covers for contagious outbreaks like that. You know, it's like weather, cancellation, this and that. But not for viruses that are going around. So they have to reschedule. And a lot of these artists you're going to see are trying to reschedule because they don't have the insurance to cover it. 
And so they're going to try and make you, the fans, kind of um, hold on to those tickets. A lot of them are not going to be offering refunds, but some of them are. It just depends on which one, uh, what show you're talking about and uh, all that. So definitely look into it. Also, South by Southwest Festival. Yeah. That one got um, postponed. Uh, they said they are going to postpone it until 2021 or 2022, uh, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> um, they they are saying this is the first time in 34 years that the event will not take place. Yeah, they're going to honor the, the badges deal. and um, stuff for next year for people if they wanted to go. But so if you have tickets for this year, looks like. No one's getting any for next year. So. Yeah, and you're not getting a refund either as far as, I, as I'm reading here. You do not get a refund on that. They're only honoring the rescheduled dates. Yeah. The city of Austin is saying they're going to lose more than $300 million from, oh, yeah. for the festival's cancellation. Uh, Guns N' Roses was supposed to be in Costa Rica. Nine people were infected there, so they canceled that. Uh, Pearl Jam postponed their spring North American tour. Courtney Love, this was interesting. There was going to be a half, kind of a whole reunion with Courtney Love and Melissa Oftermeyer, and it's been postponed. That was a, a big show that was supposed to happen. Papa Roach cancels their entire European tour. Sammy Hagar and the Circle cancel their entire South American tour. Well, they've like canceled flights to you, so flights to Europe and. I've heard that the governor here in California is limiting events to like two hundred fifty people yeah, or less. Newsom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's kind of no surprise that we're going to see cancellations across the board for shows that are bigger than that, which are most concert venues. I mean, yeah. 250 is kind of a small venue. That's like a coffee shop, I would think, you know, that if you were able to see a show still. And even then, people are scared and kind of risky about it. People don't want to go out with a bunch of people right now. Um, even though we can say that we survived a bus trip to a casino and Knock back. on wood. Uh, we <laughs> we didn't get anything from that. We did well, that this past weekend. it's a two-week incubation so. Yeah, come on. So. I think we're good. Well, again, we're you know, it we're in good health. We're younger, you know. It's just like yeah. having the flu. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, before we get too far onto that, I wanted to play this from Sammy regarding his tour cancellation. He actually oh. did a cool little audio, uh, heartfelt kind of like, "Hey, we're sorry," and I wanted to play it for you guys. Check it I'm out. I'm making the official announcement. The circles shows have been canceled. You can go to the promoters' website to find out how to get your money back. But I also want to tell you that no one is more disappointed than me and the band. We were so looking forward to coming down there and playing for our first time. I've never played in South America ever in my life. So I just really want to give you a personal apology. And uh, if it weren't for all this coronavirus stuff, the safety of the fans, the band, my family, your families, we'd be coming. So there you go. That was a good statement from yeah. him. I'm sure there's like a huge liability. It like is. if somebody were to get sick big, at your it's concert. It's too big of a risk. It's too big of a risk. And then people would say, why did they have the show? Why mm-hmm. did they put people in And then they like want to sue the band. But for- here's the other side of the coin here. Glastonbury is moving ahead with their lineup, uh, which is a big lineup. Check this out. Paul McCartney, Tom York, and Kendrick Lamar, as well as Diana Ross, Lena Del Rey, um, a bunch of artists on I would here. hope by June that everyone's over so, it. So yeah, this is in the UK. It was officially unveiled today, which a lot of people were kind of like, wow, this is going to be happening. Uh, a lot of people are canceling tours across the board, but the promoters had a statement here. Um, let me see here. It says, quote, no one has a crystal ball to see exactly where we will all be in 15 weeks from now, but we are keeping our fingers firmly crossed that we will be here at Worthy Farm for the greatest show on earth. So... 
it, I guess they're just saying it's too too soon to call it off for them. They have yeah. a great lineup, so hopefully everything kind of gets Tapered taken care of and contained, and people are good about it and not knowingly infecting people or being sloppy with being quarantined if you know that you're sick, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, uh, in other good news uh, for tour announcements, Glenn Danzig announces his intimate Danzig Sings Elvis shows. These are going to be nightclub-style gigs that are going to take place in San Francisco and L.A., and the album is coming out to coincide with it. It's called Danzig Sings Elvis, <laughs> and it's going to be a seven, or what does it say? Um, oh, April 17th uh, is when the album comes out. He mentioned it years ago, I guess. A lot of fans have been like kind of... I can see that. And so it's like a Vegas-style Danzig sings Elvis, and he's going to do like Vegas-style gigs where it's going to be like a Vegas kind of theme, and he's going to do the Elvis stuff at Bimbo's 365 Club in San Francisco. That's a cool venue. And the Roosevelt Hotel Grand Ballroom in L.A. They're expensive because of the intimacy, 169 bucks each. But uh, that would be a once-in-a-lifetime thing, <laughs> to see Danzig singing Elvis. Do you think it would be a, cool, a good show? I think it would be pretty cool. It'd I be, think it would. I mean, it's not your typical rock thing, but I, I think that's kind of cool. Like, he's paying respect to the king. Yeah. He's doing it his own well, way. He's got, like, his Elvis he's thing. he's got this kind of style, yeah. Like, you his can tell own he's swagger, always... and I, I think it would be a fun show. He's like the horror Elvis. Yeah. So he's doing 14 lesser-known Elvis Presley songs, such as It Is So Strange, One Night, and Loving Arms. So mm. he's going to do, like, some of the deeper cuts. He's not going to yeah. be doing fucking, uh, you know, jailhouse he's rock He's playing and shit. His, his favorite songs, I'm yeah. sure. So that's cool. Um, also cool news, uh, this photo that... Uh, Jerry Cantrell posted. Look at all these guitars that oh my he posted. God. It's like a, it's like a library of I know. guitars. It's like thirty or forty guitars, and he posted this on his Instagram page, saying it's time to make the rock. And he, uh, he's in a recording studio in North Hollywood for his first solo album, all the way since two thousand two, uh, when he did that one with Mike Trujillo and, or excuse me, Robert Trujillo and Mike Borden from Faith No More. It's been 18 years since he's done a solo album, and finally he's, you know, getting back to doing that. So he said he was at a really bad place at that solo album venture in the first time around. Like he was, uh, you know, in a drug kind of situation, depression, just lost Lane Staley. Yeah. Um, and so he says this one is going to be a lot more focused and a better effort, <laughs> and it sounds really cool. So can't wait to hear that. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. 
god! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My god! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as Hamburger Man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight Greasy. Tedley Sweeney do as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberback as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. So that's pretty much it for rock news this week, guys. It's a short week. Um, let's get to some trivia, right? Yeah. How about that? Okay, so on this day in 2005, on this day, or uh, this week, rather, uh, in 2005, the tour bus driver for this band, his name was Stefan Wool, was accused of discharging 800 pounds of human waste from the band's tour bus off of a bridge onto tourists in sh- into Chicago, uh, in the previous August, he pled guilty to uh, charges of reckless conduct causing pollution. He was fined $10,000, sentenced to 18 months probation and 150 hours community service. So what band was the bus that he was driving? Was it A, Fish, B, the Black Crows, or C, the Dave Matthews Band? It was the Dave Matthews Band, wasn't it? I thought I heard about this. It yeah. sure was Dave <laughs> Matthews Band. He dumped, so there. if you guys look up the news story, it's crazy. He was There's a steel bridge with like this steel grating that the bus was going over, right? And it just so happened at the same time below, they were doing a tour. Like they get on this ferry boat and they take people down the Chicago, whatever river part it was, and they were underneath the bridge as the bus was going over, and they released all the waste of the band's tour bus, like all the piss and shit and everything, and it fell on everyone below that was on the tour boat. And they were like sightseeing, you know, and all that happened, and people got all sick, and well, yeah. it was really bad. And yeah, they went to court. They were like, you know, they they found out whose bus it was, and all that stuff, and they went to court. And the bus driver was found guilty that he was the one that was responsible for it, not the band. You know, Lucky they didn't get sued. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that was pretty crazy on this day in 2005. All right, we got another one for you here. Maybe this one's a little tougher. On this week in 1999, all right, this musician announces that he'll be playing the lead role in the stage musical Phantom of the Opera at the Living Group Pageant Theater in Toronto. Is it A, Prince, B, Paul Stanley, or C, Elton John? Wasn't that Paul Stanley? Who can you imagine doing that? Was it Paul Stanley? I thought it was. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely I, I correct. Heard you remember about that. that one too? 
Uh, yeah, there's Paul Stanley as the Phantom. He was actually pretty <laughs> he did good. good. Yeah, yeah. I the, remember, there's uh, video if you guys look it up. This. Yeah, on YouTube of Paul Stanley playing Phantom of the Opera in the ninety in the late nineties. It's actually really cool. So, <laughs> so check that out. Uh, all right. So another news from around the world, of course, you know, coronavirus shit happening. But a big deal here in the U.S. was all the college basketball and NBA have suspended their season after, especially uh, the Utah Jazz player. Uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. One of the players on the Utah Jazz. Uh, we are talking about Tom Hanks uh, and his wife have tested positive. For I'm it. sure a lot of people have it. They just haven't been tested for it. That's very true. No. Um, another crazy thing that's happening. Young. They say people are capitalizing on cheap flights because of the coronavirus. The airline industry is being rocked, and apparently, someone was able to book a flight from San Francisco to Australia for $49. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I guess it's a good time to start booking those flights because they're suffering right now and they're they're having some deals. I heard another thing where the Broadway, the guys on Broadway in New York, uh, they were going to offer $50 seats so they could still, like, try and fill keep the, the show, seats yeah. and keep the show going, you know? But I think they're going to have to cancel it. Um, this was interesting. We only got a couple more stories here this week. Uh, they found, okay, here's the headline. Thrift store painting turns out to be original Salvador Dali painting. Oh, hell, seriously? <laughs> so, how do you give know, a Salvador? Right? How do you? How do you not know and just like give it away, right? So here's the thing. A painting was donated to a North Carolina thrift store and put oh, on for why. sale just a few for just a few dollars. Turned out to be original Salvador Dali, which then sold for $1,200. Volunteer Wendy Hawkins spotted the artwork sitting on display in a broken and dirty frame at the Hotline Pink thrift store. Despite the dilapidated condition, she felt there was something special about the work, decided to get it checked out by an expert. The painting was one of a series of woodcut prints that Dolly created between 59 and 63 called Divine Comedy in honor of Italian poet Dante Alighieri. So, wow, crazy, huh? Picture some of Colorado being like, I don't want this ugly piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, look at this crazy story. A 7-Eleven owner was charged over homemade sanitizer. This, oh, I heard that like um, uh, family's hands were burning from yeah, it. Yeah, the convenience store owner was in New Jersey, and he's now facing charges after creating and selling a spray sanitizer that left four children with burns. It's this uh, person that uh, she, oh, it's a lady. Yeah. They say that she mixed commercially available foaming sanitizer, which wasn't meant for resale, with water and packaged the bottles in her store. The authorities say an apparent chemical reaction from the mixture caused the burns. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. This is... Uh, okay, so when you... Have you ever bought shoes while you're, like, online and maybe you've had something to drink, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, those look cool. Maybe drunk drunk shopping. Well, yeah, and I accidentally bought... I've got two pairs of boots in there. Because I accidentally selected quantity two, and neither the the first one didn't even they don't even fit me right, and they hurt my feet. So I've got two pair of brand new boots. <laughs> so do not drunk shop online. You're, you're part of the thirty six percent of the total share of drunk spending. Uh, that is, uh, people buy footwear. That's the number one thing buying shoes, and it's mostly women. Uh, uh, so that's kind of kind of funny. All right, this was the last uh, story here. I thought this was funny because we own cats, and we have a cat that kills rats and birds and all kinds of stuff. Mm, yes. Seems like just for just for fun. And a new study is out 
reveals that hunting by pets, mostly by cats, can have a big impact on the local wildlife population. The data shows that pets kill two to ten times more wildlife than the equivalent wild predator. Lead study author Roland Kay says, quote, since they are fed cat food, pets will kill fewer prey per day than wild predators, but their home ranges were so small that this effect on local prey ends up getting really concentrated. Another scientist adds, quote, humans find joy in biodiversity, but we have, by letting cats go outdoors unwittingly, unwittingly engineered a world in which such joys are even harder to experience. So... I don't know. I think it's a good thing. Oh, yeah. I don't want rats in my house. Yeah, He's they, protecting they the, the good, house. Besides the he birds. He doesn't need to hit, kill the birds. I don't the like birds. the bird killing, though. No, that's, that's yeah. not cool. No, but the rats, I don't want the rats in the house. They're always huge, too. Yeah, they're huge. They get the slow ones. <laughs> All right, that does it for us this week. Uh, stay safe out there, guys. Please, you know, wash your hands and be as sanitary as possible and be considerate of others. Uh, use your arm when you need to cough in a public place and... You know, just take the proper precautions and don't feed into the madness by trying to stockpile a bunch of nonsense. Just get what you need uh, to be able to get through week by week and you should be fine. And that does it for us this week. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Hello. Check one, two, check yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14, 15. That is enough. One, two, three, three. Oh, yeah. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage rock show.com